you know, I don't like beating a dead horse, but Dagnabbit, sometimes you just need to beat the daggone thing. So today's that day. We're going to beat the dead horse of buy your stock in Brian Nardo right now. Do it now. You are locked on Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We are available on all of your podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. You can find me on Twitter at Aldeo State. And today we are brought to you by the one, the only, the FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL, NBA, and almost everything else, right? So as we have, you know, kind of seen this spring shake out, we've talked a lot about the body by glass stuff. We've covered a multitude of positions. We have not been able to cover linebackers. So that's what we get to dive into today. But part of that is, okay, what defensive positions do you expect to excel this season? Well, we know how high I am and most people are on the safety position, right? That That is somewhere where we have a multitude of dudes who could jump in and be starters almost instantaneously. It's nice to have an embarrassment of riches, but linebacker. Now, after we lost Mason Cobb, a lot of people thought that that was going to be very detrimental to the progress of the team. And I think in some degrees, if everything would have remained the same, that's probably true. Justin Wright filled an immediate need. Now, whenever we had Justin Wright on the show, like we, we got to talk about a lot of things, and one of my comps there was he's your traditional Dan Campbell, Detroit Lions, chew your kneecaps off kind of guy. And I said then, is he the same athleticism-wise as, as a Mason Cobb? No. Is he going to ex- provide the same explosiveness? Maybe not that Mason Cobb could provide. But one thing he would do would he would he would diagnose a play and he would take care of that responsibility better than Mason Cobb. Mason Cobb was an insane athlete that could jump around, move around, go from gap to gap, sideline to sideline and make crazy plays. That may not be Justin Wright. Okay, that's fine because we needed him to fill a role. And the funny part about it is we didn't even know what role we needed him to fill at the time. But now we know it's that aggressive mentality that we needed to fill that one job because in this defensive scheme filling that one job opens up multiple opportunities for other people that's just the name of the game this time around and that's the way it's going to have to be and he seems to be on the right track here the simplicity of this is something we've talked about but losing mason cobb after gaining Justin Wright for this defense specifically, it's not going to be as glaring as people want it to be. Like people outside want to pretend that by losing Mason Cobb, by losing Trace Ford, by losing Spencer Sanders, that all of the wheels were going to completely fall off. And I was 
have been and and I always will be very understanding of the limitations sometimes we have with, with our coach, right? With our recruiting, with the way we handle things. But at the same time, you got to give credit where credit's due. In my opinion, this is going to be much better than the Mike Yersich hire. Much better than the Mike Yersich hire. And I think if you go look statistically, a lot of people would say that Mike Yersich did a very good job. I think that a lot of people would say by his transition from Oklahoma State to Ohio State to Penn State that he has ascended in his role. I guess you could say that, but you also got to look at who he had. He had Mason Rudolph, and Mason Rudolph did a lot. And this defense has a lot more than just a Mason Rudolph. This defense is more talented than anything Mason Rudolph had. His connections with the players are pretty rare. His ability to get the most out of them while applying the simplicity, it's got these guys loving what they're doing, right? It's just like you, you've heard, if you don't love what you're doing, it's going to make it more difficult, right? If, if you go to bed every night and your thought process is, dang it, I have to go to work in the morning. It's going to be stressful, and it's going to put more stress on you. Well, it's the same in sports. Instead of going to bed saying, dang it, I have to go to practice tomorrow, you want to go to sleep after you've studied the playbook, after you've looked at the film, after you've kind of diagnosed what you need to do individually, maybe take an extra step here or a half a step here or lean my body this way or don't get my front half in front of my, my bottom half when I'm reaching out to do this kind of blocking. All of these things should take place before you go to bed so you're excited about the next day. If you're not excited about the next day, then something's not right. We know that that happened last season around week three, week four. Uh, week four. That's when you saw the beginnings of the rails kind of coming off. And it is what it is. It happened, right? Those things did, in fact, happen because of the conversations that were had preseason. They just, it didn't, it didn't evolve right. But this is a completely new year, and this is a completely new team. And the buy-in seems to be absolutely phenomenal. We have still yet to talk about the even wide receivers. Because of the talent and because of what happened last year, coming into this offseason, a lot of people have written us off. So just like I'm saying buy stock in Brian Ardo, we should maybe buy some stock in O-State this year. The schedule is extremely favorable. And we're banking on, you're betting on the simplicity method working or not working, right? I'm going to go ahead and bet on it's going to work. We really need Dalton Cooper out there. The loss of Caleb Etienne, it hurts. It definitely hurts. Yeah, there were some people pushing him. Uh, for playing time, yes, there was a pretty good chance that he was not necessarily going to keep that starting role. So the writing's on the wall. He sees it. I get it. But it is going to be a major loss because it forces people who are, although developing phenomenally, it forces them into the game a little bit quicker uh, than normal. And offensive line is traditionally not a place where you can bend and break and put a lot of freshmen out there. So it is what it is. We're going to need Dalton Cooper and the recovery process to, to go – as well as possible. But again, if you're looking at devil's advocate, the other side of the coin means that these guys have been rotating one, two, three deep a lot more than traditionally speaking, especially last year. So again, maybe we should be buying stock, right? Maybe you should get on FanDuel and look at the over under 
and bet on the over. The schedule by itself should lend you into looking that way. And maybe maybe it's just it's spring and maybe it's just a lot of Kool-Aid. But thus far, we look to be far and away above where we were at this point in time last season at a multitude of positions all over the field. So linebacker. Okay, let's get to that. But first, you guys, you know I gotta I gotta drop FanDuel in here because I've I've plugged it multiple times. So I just gotta let you know whether it be grand slams, no hitters. Double plays, they're all back. And, and this is relevant to me. Uh, I, I've recently got back into coaching, and, and it's actually been a lot, a lot of fun uh, working with the, the, these kids again, especially at this this level, right? You see the kids that really, really, really want to get it as opposed to the ones that are, that are just at lessons to be there. But there's no better place to get back into the baseball action, major league action, than FanDuel. It is America's number one sports book. Right now, our new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back option. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and then you get $1,000 back in bonus bets if that bet does not win. Do not miss your opportunity at this no-sweat first bet. Again, it's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet does not win, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up now. FanDuel the official sports book partner of, you ready? Drum roll, the Major League Baseball. So again, they, they cover they cover everything, right? <clears throat> and they're number one sports book partner, partner for a reason. So let's let's go ahead and get to the linebackers, right? <clears throat> That's probably what most of y'all have been, been waiting on. So we know we've got some, I don't know if you'd call them conditional pieces, scouting pieces, preparation pieces, whatever you want to call them. But somebody like a Bo Hardy. We know Bo Hardy showed up on special teams a lot last season. And it's something you have to take pride in. And not very many people do. Why you have such a problem in the NFL uh, with special teams seemingly, it's because you have to have a decent amount of buy-in. So you have to have a lot of buy-in if you know you're somebody that's not going to get a whole lot of snaps. This is your opportunity. So it takes a different mentality to get somebody to be a scout team, quote-unquote, All-American type. And Bo Hardy is definitely that. Does that mean he sees an expanded role immediately? Well, maybe, maybe not. But you are seeing him do more. You're seeing him get a little bit more opportunity. And he's put the work in in the weight room, y'all. The dude's standing almost uh, 220 pounds now. And I, and I can assure you, when he came to us from Piedmont, Oklahoma, that was not the case. He's put in his time. He's paid his dues. He still looks to be that scout team extraordinaire. But it doesn't mean that he's not going to filter his way into some more time. Somebody else that could potentially do the same. I see a lot of versatility on scout teams, see a lot of versatility on special teams, but maybe get a little play, right? There should be some games that he gets a little bit more play, and that's somebody like an Elijah Wright. Everybody knows Elijah Wright's story, right, coming from the late, great Oklahoma State, rocking number seven, Kenyatta Wright. And, you know, Kenyatta Wright's doing a lot of phenomenal things right now with Pokes with a Purpose. I said late gray. I didn't want to make it sound like he's gone. <laughs> but he's doing a lot of crazy stuff right now that is massively beneficial for the university. So it's going to be really cool to see Elijah get out there and, and get a little time in. Uh, somebody like a Constantino Borelli uh, from Don, Cos Pro Don <clears throat> Bosco Prep. He's another person that he's put a lot of time in in the weight room, uh, film room, getting more prepared. He's going to be 
show him on, on scouting quite a bit. He's going to be showing up on special teams as well. Uh, these guys play an integral role. Now, somebody else who's going to be kind of vying for that extra spot with the with the Bo Hardy would be a Gay Brown. Uh, you know, I love the story here, him being a Stillwater High guy. Uh, now he's standing at 6'2", 225. Again, somebody else who's put in the time. He's got the frame naturally to do it. He's got the athleticism naturally to do it. It's some of the instincts you can see from film that seem to be lacking a little bit. Maybe it's eye discipline. Maybe his body is not in the right position, or he's getting cheated a little bit one way or the other based off what a wide receiver tight end's doing. It's little nuanced things in the game uh, that he's going to learn, right? These are things that he's definitely going to learn, especially in this new system that allows people to fly around. So athleticism is going to be at a maximum which is why you got to talk about somebody like a Donovan Stevens. <clears throat> now, seeing the rotation last year, right, with Mason Cobb and, and, and Lamont Bishop and obviously Xavier Benson, and then Donovan Stevens got quite a few, quite a few minutes. Nick Martin got a, quite a few minutes, got the opportunity to play. So you think natural progression, it's going to equal Donovan Stevens seeing the field a lot more this year. And again, I do think that's a very, very big possibility, especially as, as games kind of wane. But he's going to be a two-deep guy, it appears. Because we have a surprise candidate who's been able to chip away, chip away, chip away, and now it looks like they're going to get their opportunity, even with somebody like a Colin Oliver now being in this expanded linebacker type of role, He's still going to have a lot of opportunity, just like a Gay Brown, right? He's going to get some some chances. Uh, you have Chance Clements, right? Cool story. Dad's on Dad's on the roster, or as a as a staff member. Um, you know, could he see the field a little bit more? It's possible, but is he going to see the the field a lot more in the special team scout team role? Definitely. And the intellectual side of this stuff for him is going to be really fun. Another Stiller high kid. And you know, I'm, I'm very high on that. So we, we already talked a little bit about why well, I dropped the name of a Colin Oliver, right? In this new system, <clears throat> having him play linebacker, it just means that he was an all American defensive end that will now be an all American linebacker. He is that daggone good. He's up to 235 pounds he hasn't lost a step. Matter of fact, he shed like six pounds coming into this. So he's gotten faster. He's pretty much maintained all of that mass. And now he knows more and more about both sides of the layer from the defense. So he now knows, because he didn't play a lot of uh, defensive end at all in high school. It was all linebackers. So the linebacker role, it's not foreign to him, right? This is not a new concept for him. But now he's had that ability to be in the trenches. So he sees things a little bit differently. He knows those little ticks that the offensive line give out. He knows what to look for, right? Because he's had that, it's going to give him the opportunity to be more free. A lot of people last year were, quote-unquote, disappointed with his production. But if you notice, his production was a direct result of him splitting time with Trace Ford. Now that's not even in the equation. And it doesn't need to be because we have enough a defensive line that he's going to be able to flourish in this role. We're all going to get to watch Colin Oliver become an All-American linebacker Write it down, mark it down, take it to the bank. Okay, so just like a Donovan Stevens. See, Nicholas Martin is is kind of an intriguing prospect to me here. I was really hoping Lamont Bishop would get that extra year. It's it's bull crap. It's completely bull crap that he didn't get it, uh, but we're not going to get off that tangent. So Nicholas Martin, he's, he's going to be somebody that we see play a lot, whether it's just spelling to get the, the reps sorted out 
or God forbid some type of injury comes up, Nicholas Martin is going to be that guy that kind of takes that next role. I think we all saw that last season, even with the rotation that they had going on. He was kind of the main guy that we would bring in. And then we'd have uh, Lamont Bishop and, and L- Lyric Rawls were, were people that we brought in a lot for red zone type packages. So he wasn't limited to the red zone, red zone packages like a Lamont Bishop, right? He was a tried and true linebacker. They had the ability to, to go in and be beneficial regardless of who went out, whether it was a Xavier Benson or a Mason Cobb. That's going to show up and it's going to be great for him because again, it's going to be another testament to putting in your time, kind of like a Devin Harper. Are you willing to stay for years and put in the time and put in the work to get where you need to be? We all know this is stuff that our coaching staff thrives upon. This is Gundy's calling card. Even though this this season, Gundy seems to be a little bit different. He seems to be a lot more engaging, a lot more understanding, a lot more willing to kind of deviate some of the roles and find what what necessarily fits best uh, for the team. And he's able to do that because of people like Xavier Benson. Xavier Benson, last year, he, he'd probably tell you on film last year, there were some things that needed to be fixed. Some of it was effort related. Some of it was play design related. Some of it was opposite side of the field related, so on and so forth. But when everything happened throughout the entire course of the season inside the locker room, You got to give credit again where credit's due. Xavier Benson was the one that took that torch and said, no, dang it, him and DeAndre Jackson were two people who picked up the Oklahoma State orange and black flag and said, this ain't going to happen again. We got to have more accountability. We got to have more leadership, and it's got to start with us. It doesn't matter what's happening in the coaching staff room. It doesn't matter what's happening on the recruiting side of things. It doesn't really matter what's happening in the weight room. At some point in time in the season, it comes down to the nuts and bolts of leaders taking control and saying, no, we're not going to do that. Yes, we are going to do this. Yes, we're going to be here on time. No, we're not going to say those things. No, we're not going to let this negativity creep in. And if it does, they're going to stop it at the door. We needed that. And Xavier Benson is somebody who stepped up to be that guy. So whatever misfortunes or misgivings he may have had last season, it doesn't matter now because he has decided to be the one to take this torch and say, I'm the guy. I know what to do. I know how to do it. I've been doing this for long enough. Follow me. We had that for the first few games of the season last year, 100%. Something happened. And then we lost that. And then people like Xavier Benson and DeAndre Jackson have decided to make a concerted effort in this offseason to make sure that doesn't happen this year. Does everybody have to hold their end of the bargain? Absolutely. But to have guys to hold everybody accountable, it, it has to matter. And it will matter. And it will mean something. Again, you guys know how I am on Justin Wright. He's going to be able to help with that. So between Colin Oliver, Justin Wright, Xavier Benson. Obviously, Donovan Stevens is going to play a role. Definitely, definitely the next guy uh, in line. Has got to be Nicholas Martin. But then we haven't talked about the gym. The gym thus far at linebacker, ladies and gentlemen, has been Jeff Robertson from Hera, Oklahoma, from Choctaw. 
last year we heard some grumblings around this same time about how this guy was carving out a role for himself. So at this point in time last season, Jeff Robertson was likely starting a linebacker over Xavier Benson. Had a major injury. Took quite some time for him to kind of rehab and get back from that injury. But not only is he back, but he's at full speed. He looks to be a little faster. He's put on some more weight, so the body by glass is working out very well for him. He's got plenty of time now to see things from multiple angles. Again, film room, sidelines, up in the box. From a weightlifting perspective, he's got to see why different muscles do different things and they're responsible uh, for different re responsibilities, basically. He's learned the, the, the I don't know what the white, the, his kinesiology side of the game. The athleticism has always been there. Like you go look at the high school film. Athleticism was what jumped off the page. It was, could he be big enough to withstand the game at this level? Could he hold up in the trenches on a continuous basis? Well, when you have a devastating injury that really holds everybody back so they don't get to see what you what you have. We see it now, and you're seeing number 22 fly around the field. If, let's see, if, um, not Lyric, but um, if Kendall Daniels, or, or no, sorry, Trey Rucker, there we go. If Trey Rucker is that guy that's going to fly around like a like a flipping human missile everywhere with reckless abandon for his life and his body. If that's Trey Rucker at safety, then that's Jeff Robertson at linebacker. So that's the, the extra guy to watch. Now, I do think, again, Donovan Stevens is going is to play a factor here. But if we're just talking about depth, we have some of it. Even with four linebackers, we have some depth now. Last year, we had talent, not a lot of depth. This year, seems like we have a little bit of both. Only time will tell. But you got to be buying stock in Nardo. you got to be, be buying stock in this defense. The safeties, I think, are going to be able to shoot over the moon. But with the help of Colin Oliver, a linebacker, it opens up things that we haven't seen for years, years and years. So offensively and defensively, we're going to be able to see some things that we haven't seen for years and years. It's net positive. And with the kind of what appears to be the, the new Gundy or the way Gundy's handling things at the moment, sign me up. All right, y'all. That's all we got for this one. Oh, we got a lot more cover, more positions. Uh, we got the the spring meet and greet and everything that, that, that we kind of got to experience along with a bunch of legends were on hand in Stillwater to watch it. So until next time, as always, I love you all. God bless. Go pokes until the next one. Thank you for tuning in to make locked on Oklahoma state your first listen. All right, y'all.